Hey everyone, welcome back to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. And this is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. And we've got a great topic this week to discuss. We want to talk about conflict resolution, but to begin, we want to identify the first and I think most fundamental key to conflict resolution. And one that I think is often overlooked. And yes. and when it's overlooked, it leads to uh, worse conflict. Catastrophe. <laughs> Problems. Yeah. And it's the concept of getting the log out of your own eye. That's the, to use Jesus's words in Matthew chapter seven. Yeah. He calls out the hypocrites, the Pharisees for judging others without first looking to themselves and to their own sin. And this is fundamental. And when you skip this step, then the conflict just continues because it's always the other person's fault. Well, it is always your fault, isn't it? <laughs> and so, except when it's your fault. <laughs> oh, right, right. So we want to unpack that a little bit and explore uh, just what it looks like for us in our marriage to get the log out of our own eye as the beginning stages of conflict resolution. But yeah. before we do that, we want to think through just some of the obstacles that prevent us from even getting there to begin with. So, yeah, yeah. what are some of those? You Well, I think there's a lot of bad examples out there. Just the general concept of growing up in a home that might have bad examples, being in a culture that provides just terrible examples for when you have a problem or an issue. Yeah, and we have all seen these sorts of examples modeled to us in our yeah. households yeah. or on TV, movies, right. pop culture, wherever it may be, there are bad examples of conflict resolution all around us. In fact, yes. to do things the way the Bible calls us to do them is is completely countercultural. And so we've got to go to God's word, start fresh, clean slate, and mm -hmm. build this you know uh, relationship dynamic from scratch. Yeah, I think another complication that we see is the gossip. Ref reflection is not a word. <laughs> the gossip reaction. Yeah. Reaction. When you want to just go and tell other people about the person who wronged you, their mistake. I mean, it's so easy for, I, I have to say, women specifically to just want to chat it up with someone about their problems and share with their mom, their best friend, really any listening Instead ear. of dealing with yes. the problem with the person. Yeah. Yes. And now you've just complicated the matter a ton and added your own sin into it and maybe even invited somebody else into that sin, right? As they're the listening ear. Yeah. So you've not only not solved the problem, right. but you've in fact made it worse. Yeah. It maybe felt good. It was, you know, satisfying to really, right. you know, unload to your friend, uh, but it certainly does not solve the problem. True. But Very that is true. something modeled all around us. And another thing is taking a small matter, minor issue and turning it into a big ordeal. Yes. So taking something that happens in the marriage relationship and turning it into a fight. Yeah, I never do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I we were, you were just telling me, yeah, you were just telling me the story about how you did that with the bean thing. So I, so yesterday was the first was the last time I guess I was annoyed with you, and it all had to do with beans. So what kind of beans? <laughs> so you've been on a bean kick. Co coffee beans? No, not coffee beans. You've been on this refried bean kick where True. you've been yeah. like talking about making specialty refried beans and how great it would be if we had like yeah. our own recipe of refried beans. Yeah. 
And my my thought there is like, let's just buy the can and pour it into a a pan. But look, I've had a vision <laughs> for good beans. I don't know why, but yeah. I've wanted I've wanted to like really dial in a recipe for making good beans. Okay, well, so that's great and all, and you you've been researching and you tried it once, and this was your second time. All of that. But the problem is after the beans were done and the beans were eaten and mm-hmm. they were delicious. Thank you. There were there was bacon in the beans. Right. My life changed a little bit yesterday. Right. <laughs> so uh, but the problem was I walk into the kitchen and all of the bean items are dirty and strewn about the kitchen. And there's the Instapot thing here and the pan here and the cu- the cutting board and the onion pieces like every single thing was still out. And I was like, I was, you know, kind of like, oh, the beans, you yeah, know. Yeah, I guess and I, now that you say that, <laughs> I guess I realized they didn't really put any of that stuff away. And no, no. this morning it was all gone. <laughs> yeah. So. I, guess what? The dish fairy came. Yeah. Also known that as happens. your wife. <laughs> yeah. So that was the last time. I was a little bugged at the dishes. Okay. But so you didn't like uh, no, I lash didn't. out. You didn't bring it up. Nope. Tell me about that. Well, I decided... Yeah, so for a second there, I thought about um, huffing and puffing or making like a sarcastic joke to you of like, oh, you know, wouldn't it be nice if somebody did their dishes after they cook? Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. That's what not is really it, a joke. What, what does it look like when you huff and puff? <laughs> I blow the house down. <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, kind of fume and we're, so you can see I'm visibly like mad yeah. that you didn't do Do I usually, something. do I pick up on that? No, when you have enough, <laughs> not always. No, not always. Uh, life goes on for you. And, and like you don't. Yeah, you're totally unaware. Hmm. So that's not helpful either. But what I decided was I um, I like being able to do the dishes for our family. I like being able to work. I like that you did the beans and that I can I can clean them up without a problem. It's not a big deal. Like move on. Doesn't even need to become a, an issue. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I just did the dishes ha- happily. Even I had to pray through it a little bit. <laughs> if, I'm okay. not, if I'm not, <laughs> if I'm being honest here, I Whoops. had to pray a little bit about just being thankful that you are cooking and that you're in the kitchen and there are, you know, and just thanking God for that, and then thanking God that I'm get to do this job to be a wife and be in the home and and there. The dishes were done by that time. That's Move amazing. On. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing <laughs> the dishes. Sure. Thank you for the beans. So this was a minor issue, totally. a little thing. I didn't like. Totally. I didn't commit a huge sin no, or you know no. make a major mistake. No. But I left my dishes <laughs> in the kitchen. <gasps> yeah. And didn't clean up after myself. Right, and right. instead of turning it into a major fight, right? You took the higher road, and you just you just dealt with it. Yeah. And I just started to pray about my uh, emotional response that it would just calm down. Basically, calm down, Bethany. It's not a big deal. Move past. And by the end, I'm done with the dishes. It's like, what, five minutes and on to the next thing. That's good. So, yeah, huge temptation to (laughs) blow it out of proportion. Thanks for cleaning up after me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, any any time. It could have been a much bigger situation <laughs> than it actually was. So that was cheesy. Great job. The yeah. beans, they were just the slightly, beans were cheesy, slightly cheesy. But that joke was cheesy. Yeah. 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 The joke was cheesier than the beans, true. we could say. Very true. All right. So another complication is, and this ties directly into getting the log out of your own eye. Yeah. Uh, thinking the other person is at fault. Mm-hmm. or maybe solely at fault when there's a conflict, when there's a situation. 
Our right. tendency, I think, as human beings, being prideful and sinful as we are, is to think that, why are you making faces at me? <laughs> human beings. <laughs> I, was, I'm sorry. Uh, human yeah. beings. Uh, the, the bean story, it was too funny. No, you're, you have a really good point right now. I'm sorry. Okay. Keep going. Human beings. Human beings is what you were making a joke about. I get it. Okay. We have a tendency to think that the other person is right. at fault. And we point the finger across the table mm-hmm. and blame our spouse for, you know, what, whatever. And yeah. what we fail to do is what Jesus tells us to do in Matthew chapter 7, and that is pause and look at our own lives. Look, get the log out of our own eye. Yeah, that, that would be huge. That would be so helpful. That is a, a key factor. I mean, when you stop and you look at your own sin and your own problems— Right there, there's enough to deal with usually that uh, you don't have to make a big conflict. I mean, just before you do the next steps to look into your own self and to see what the problem is there. I think that's a huge part. Totally. And the reality is when there's a conflict in the relationship, there are two people involved and it's not just one person's fault. Sure, there may have been one person of the two that you know, made, made a big mistake or, you know, did something wrong. But when there's conflict in the relationship, both parties need to take the focus in terms of evaluation and -hmm. put it on themselves, not on the other person. And when we do that, what we find is that we have sinned in some way Mm -hmm. against the Lord. And I need to go before I confront you on some issue or bring up some problem that you've brought into the relationship. I need to confess my sin to God and get right between me and him. And then chances are strong that my sin against the Lord has also had an impact on you. And so I need to go to you and confess my sin to you and seek your forgiveness. And if I do that and you do that, then we both come to the table acknowledging our sin, asking if the other person will forgive us of our sin, and we can actually move forward in the next stages of conflict resolution. But that's why I said at the beginning, if you skip this one, right. like the yeah. whole thing, you're, you're in trouble. Yeah. And it just requires a lot of humility, I think, to be able to look at your own life and ask God to really search your heart, really show you where your problems are, and then to deal with it from that point on. I mean, rather than um, pointing the finger, which is so easy. It's, it just takes this humble re- response and attitude in a situation to say, where are my issues and where have I failed? Yeah. I think you do a really good job of that. Uh, just holding your tongue, not lashing out as you could when I make a mistake and, um, just taking it between you and the Lord. Right. So, cause isn't your natural reaction, your, your, your instinct more so to, <laughs> to fight? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm feisty. You could say I'm pretty feisty. And when there's, when there's an issue, when something comes up and I'm bugged, yeah, I have, I have uh, high emotions and, and the anger can kind of pump through and I can, my tendency for sure is to just kind of attack, point the finger, you did this, you did that, you know, create a list. And sometimes that goes on in my mind. And that's where I need to pause and say, Okay, where where have I added into this ish- situation, or where has my sin even blinding me now to what happened? Um, and 
really that takes time for me to pause and step back from the situation and to pray about it before I move forward rashly because otherwise it would be probably, you know, I put on boxing gloves and we'd duke it out yeah. in the living room or something. That's like the tendency. And, and that would just be embarrassing for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, true. <laughs> true. So I think all oh, that's good, but there, there's a, a bigger and wider principle with conflict resolution as, as it relates to this. And that is maybe Galatians chapter six, verses one, two, three, four, about how um, when there is sin from one person to another, Mm -hmm. the passage says, you who are spiritual should go and restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, looking to yourself. Right. And so, yes, I need to take the log out of my own eye before I go and confront you or bring up a problem or an issue in our marriage. Um, But I think when we read that passage and we think about these concepts, we may be think only in terms of the particular sin that the other person has committed. For yes. example, yes. if I feel like you have put on boxing gloves and punched me in the face a few times, uh, metaphorically speaking, you, you've outbursted in anger, I, I would go and examine my heart and think, have I been angry at her? No, I haven't been angry at her. Okay, she's wrong. Right. And I go and confront you on it. The concept here is don't just examine your own heart for the particular sin that you're seeing in someone else, but go and examine your own heart, every nook and cranny, for any sin that you've committed against the other person or some other person or against the Lord, whatever it may be. Um, So be someone who goes to the Lord and, and confesses and deals with all of your sin not just the particular thing you want to go and confront someone on. Right, because whoever you're married to, they're likely have different sin struggles anyways. So if I'm just pointing out, oh, he's doing this, now I need to look at my own life for that exact thing. Well, the chances are maybe that is something I'm stronger in or don't struggle with as much, and so I can easily write it off. But if I'm just looking for my own sin, there's plenty there to deal with. And I think we see that in the counseling room a lot where somebody comes and says, you know, my husband, this, 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 and there's this list of things that he is doing wrong. And, and oftentimes, yes, it is. It's sinful or it is wrong. But the question is, well, what have you done? And it might be totally different sins than what he's dealing with. So now let's look at that area of your life and you need to deal with it before the Lord and confess it to him and then confess it to your husband. And likely there's two different issues going on like you're, you're talking about here or multiple issues, multiple sins. But we need to be people who are introspective and look into our own lives. Yeah. This is the sort of thing that I'm communicating every week right. in marriage counseling where right. people come in and they immediately start telling me what the other person has done that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And my first question is, tell me how you have contributed to the problem. Yeah. And I want to get each person to share their sin, their fault with the other person and seek forgiveness. And so this is just step one. Right. Well, there's more to be said about conflict resolution, and we plan to do that in future episodes. Um, Before we close this one out, we've alluded to it in different ways, and Mm -hmm. I think maybe just a good takeaway is to be uh, ready and willing to give it five minutes or 
five hours or five days before you go and yeah. lash out or react to something that's come up in your marriage. Give it five minutes, give it five days. And during that time, look at your own heart, evaluate yourself and see what you've done to contribute to the problem. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great to pause and reflect and ask God to show you your sin rather than responding. So thanks so much for joining us and we hope to catch you next time. Sayonara. (laughs) Thanks. Hey, I'll do it again. I'll do it again. So thanks so much for joining us today. We hope to catch you next time. All right. See you.